Welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast, where you will learn everything you need to know about running a successful sunless tanning business. We will interview some of the industry's top business owners to find out how they took a passion and turned it into a prosperous business. And here's your host, Grant Conscious. What's up, Happy Tanners? Thank you so much for joining us on episode 116 of the Happy Tans Podcast. On today's episode, we have Jessie from Fix Beauty. She is actually in the lash industry, which is obviously an overlapping industry. A lot of you may even do lashes already, but she has a great story. She shared a great story. Thanks to Chanel from Son of Tan and Son of Smile. She connected us. She's a good friend with Jessie. Jessie has quite an amazing story about how she got into the lash business. She had her back against the wall like many of our listeners do. And she was able to transition and pivot and get to where she is today. It's quite amazing to see that. She's trained over, I believe it's 40,000 plus students now with her online training courses that they have online. I think not only does her story resonate or is it, it's going to resonate with a lot of you, but I also think that you can take something away from this. She talks about the pivot and the transition during the pandemic, which so many of you had to go through and had to do as well. But she also just talks about how she has gotten to where she is. She talks a lot about what she sees in the successful students that come through her course. So all this is very helpful. Not only that, but I think it opens up and shows you the opportunity, the potential, what could happen if you go from getting your business up and running your spray tan business. Once you get there, what's the next step? Do you want to open more locations? Do you want to do a training course? Do you want to do an online training like Jesse does and actually expand and have the world as your oyster? There's just so many things that can happen from there. But Jesse has a great story. She's created a wonderful empire online with Fix Beauty, F-I-X-E Beauty.com. They have a ton of lash training and resources and things like that. She's she's an amazing woman, an amazing entrepreneur, amazing mom, which is what her I think she said she would say is makes her the most proud. And she's got a lot of good things going on at Fix Beauty. So make sure you tune into this episode. It's great. Jesse, thank you so much for spending some time with us. It was obviously a pleasure to get to meet you and get a chat with you. I look forward to doing it again sometime very soon. And as always, the Happy Tans podcast is sponsored by the Happy Tans website builder, the first and the only website builder created specifically for the sunless tanning industry. Not only do we help you look good online, we also help you get found online. That helps get clients in the door and that helps pay the bills. So with our websites, they are not only beautiful, they're professionally designed. They are also SEO optimized, search engine optimized, meaning people are able to find you online. So check them out. Look at all the clients we have there. We have some proof is in the pudding there on the page where you can see where our websites rank. We want to make sure we put our uh, you know our work our work where our mouth is there so you can actually see it. Feel free to check it out. We've had the pleasure of working with people now for over this is our seventh year in business. Quite crazy to think about that. Six hundred plus spray tan artists. We look forward to reaching so many more, and I hope you are one of them. Please check us out happytans.com. Click the create your website button at the top or happytans.com forward slash website. And if you have any questions, you know where to find me, grant at happytans.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much again, Jesse, and your entire team there at Fixed Beauty. I hope everybody has a wonderful day. And oh yeah, thank you, Chanel, for introducing us. I truly appreciate it. Have a great day, everybody, and happy tanning. Hello, and welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast. On today's episode, we have Jesse from Fixed Beauty. How are you doing today, Jesse? Hey, I'm so good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I'm so glad we we're able to connect. Thanks to Chanel from Sunna uh, Smile and, and uh, Tan. So thank you for, for connecting. I'm excited to share everything you have to offer for our audience. Obviously, you are in a complimentary industry, I would say, for for the spray tanners and more, more so in the last side of things. But I would love to open up the floor for a minute so you could introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your, your journey and your story. Yeah, totally. And I'll just touch on what you said too. I think that sometimes people in the beauty industry, we don't realize how much we overlap. And then once you start your own beauty business, you realize how many other services you can bring in and how many ways you can grow your business with your current clientele. That's why with Sana, Fix has had such a good partnership and we have so many other partnerships with other people in the industry. And I think what's cool about that, and I won't go on a tangent yet about it, but seeing <laughs> so many women in this industry come together and realize how much stronger we are together yes. and there isn't competition. And that's been my favorite part about, about this whole thing and just bringing awareness to that and seeing everybody kind of band arms and lock arms and come together. Um, so just to introduce myself, my name is Jessie. And I'm the founder and CEO of Fix Beauty. And I started Fix Beauty about four years ago now. 
And um, we were an in-person training academy for eyelash extensions. And uh, right before COVID, about just under a year before we had launched an online course, we were one of the first in the industry to, to do it well, I would say, and to, to have the systems in place. And then COVID hit and we ended up switching to all online training. So now we run um, fully online training um, in Canada and the United States and then launching into Mexico as well. So wow, that's, that's who I am and what I do. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, four years, I was seeing the numbers of the number of students you've already been able to interact with and help train, which is an amazing uh, process. And it's great to see that you've been able to impact those, that many people. I'm sure like you're thanking the leverage of the technology online to be able to reach those people, especially, obviously, you know, hindsight's 2020 now with COVID coming, you guys had timed everything kind of perfectly for that. I, I think we had divine intervention on that one. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really do. I can't take credit for like, nobody could have foreseen what was going to happen at all. And um, I think also, you know, what I do take credit for, and I also want to give credit to so many people in any industry and so many entrepreneurs is the ability to pivot so fast. I think what was so crazy is so many people when this was happening and when everything was kind of like, you know, it was starting to hit the fan. There were so many people who were either retreating and closing their doors and panicking or paralyzed. And then there was other people out there that were just like, I'm going to pivot. What am I going to do? How am I going to change? And it was just like, balls to the wall. How am I going to do this? And how am I going to figure it out? And so many people came out of the pandemic as like new millionaires <laughs> and new success stories. And I think that that's what's so cool. So those are the people even now that you want to watch, right? Like we're apparently we're going into a recession um, or we're in one right now, but the people who are making changes and pivoting right now are the people that you want to keep your eyes on, right? Whether you have a small beauty business or you have a bigger organization or whatever it is, those are the people who are, you know, leading the trail and they're blazing the trail with what they're doing. And then you can kind of learn from them and learn from their example. Yeah, that's definitely, I think pivot, you know, being able to pivot as a business owner, as you can, as you can definitely attest to is one of the most important things. Uh, obviously the pandemic was an extreme version of that, but there's always going to be little obstacles that happen. Um, and like you said, anybody that made it through that, hopefully most everybody did, they're able, they're a lot stronger now. They have different avenues of business. A lot of them have shifted some stuff online um, in the tanning side, you know, to be able to expand that they have their own products. They've explored all these other options that they otherwise wouldn't have had. Um, and for us, being digital, helping people create websites, we assumed that everything was going to slow down, but we actually took off because people had more time to invest time into their business and they were for fixing stuff, at creating a website they never had, et cetera. So we saw that shift as well. And now there's just so many more tools available, like you said, and you got to make sure you follow the. A lot of people are blazing some amazing new trails. I think you guys are uh, definitely in the forefront of that as well. Totally. And I think you guys open up an opportunity for people who are starting their beauty business. They're so busy. They, you know, when you're starting, you're just like, I got to get clients. I got to get clients. I got to show up. I got, there's so many things going on. You're like figuring out accounting, you're figuring out like all of this stuff. So to be able to have somebody go and to take it and to just do it for you and hand over um, the technology side of your business is huge. And I think a lot of people, especially in the beauty industry are missing the importance of that. Um, that was one of the things we nailed right off the get-go. Um, I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't the best in the beauty industry, but I knew how to work the back-end stuff, like the yeah. geeky stuff that nobody really wants to do. I <laughs> love that. Like I'll stay up all night and I'm like, let me bring me a glass of wine and let me sit down and let me geek out on my computer and what I don't know I'm going to figure out and I'm going to get yeah. frustrated, but that's what I loved. And not everybody does. I didn't love it. I, there's a lot of stuff I didn't love. So I'm going to be cautious about that because you still got to yeah. do stuff you don't love. But I love um, that you guys have recognized the intense need for that, especially right now um, as things are changing so fast like people need a place to go to to hear about your business people need to book online people need to see reviews and testimonials like it's so important yeah. and it's so competitive out there yeah so like if, if you're not doing it somebody else is going to do it right and you're in the beauty business and you're not going to get clients if you don't have that set up yeah so definitely I love what you guys are doing yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we, we saw the need, we've been doing it for seven years now, which is crazy, but now it's all kind of come to fruition, snowballed, um, all this stuff happening. Obviously, like you said, there's so many things you can do yourself at certain points. There's reasons to outsource things. There's great, you know, Squarespace Wix. There's all these great DIY options out there. 
Um, in fact, ours has a DUI option as well. But our focus for us to tell business owners is focus on the things that you're the best at and that you're going to move the needle the most. And then like when you look at the cost versus the time, the benefit, like what we're able to offer because of the processes we have in place is amazing. And to mention not just the website, the SEO integration, support, technical, everything is handled. Uh, so I appreciate you saying that. I just kind of like to wrap it up so people understand what we do with that side of things. So for you, when you were, when you're geeking out, what was your favorite, what was your favorite thing to do when you were just started? <laughs> oh gosh. I, I love systems. Like I love figuring out. So for me, it's not necessarily like the, the back end of like the software systems or anything like that, but it's the sales systems and it's the language and it's the customer journey. And it's figuring out how we touch them from the first time and then how we hold their hand right to the very end journey. And then what we need to do to automate that so that we're not sitting there on the computer or on our phones 24 seven. And so bringing it right back down to like a, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to step aside from like the beauty school that I have, but going back into like just me and myself working from yeah. my basement, doing lashes. Um, that was still something that I saw right away that was being missed was just like really understanding that every single client, it's not a hundred dollars that you're making off of them. It's, you know, potentially $5,000 a year, like each client is worth so much value and to your company and to your, to yourself. And so how do you make sure that once you get that one client that you're with them the whole time? And so in the beginning for me, it was, I would have, you know, I would do all my text messages myself and I would have like a series. I'm like, okay, um, day one, I follow up with them to see how things are going. And then two days later, I make sure that everything's okay. And then five days later, I make sure that if they haven't rebooked, I remind them to rebook and I let them know that I'm filling up fast. Right. And then, um, I had, I think I always asked for referrals. So I had a system. So there was like a referral right off the get-go. They hadn't given me a referral, but on day five, they told me they love their lashes. I'm like, can I get a selfie? Do you mind if I post that on Instagram? <laughs> so at first it started with the systems where I just ha I had them written down because I wasn't good at technology. I had these like notebooks and I would just write down, okay, this is what I do. This is my process. And I would check it off every day and send all my messages. And then as I got more and more clients, I was like, hey, I can't be doing this all the time. And my kids need me to be around. I started this business so I'd be around the kids. So I started to look into just the systems that you could get where you could automate text message flows, you could automate email flows, and you can still have them be really personal. Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes, even when they were automated, I'd still go in and add a personal touch because I still really wanted to connect with my people and my clients. But those are the things that I like doing. And yeah. then in the interim of doing that, I learned how to use like the CRM softwares and things like that, which I didn't love and I still don't, but they allow you to get what you need, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, that fun. Yeah, that is. Yeah. So, you know, being able to establish some SOPs is great. I like a couple of things you mentioned there. I want to touch on the the uh, customer journey. So, you know, I wrote an email, it's probably been years at this point, but looking at customer experience versus customer service. So if you think of customer service as, when there's an issue, that's how you take care of them. Customer experience or the customer journey is literally from the first time they touch you or your business all the way through the process. What does that look like for them? And making sure that's as dialed in as possible, that there's a lot of handholding and stuff when needed. Like you said, there's so many things, beautiful ways to automate stuff now, which is amazing. Even it seems personal, even though, because you can set these triggers and say at 10 minutes after the appointment, say this or whatever the case, right? So you can do all those things. The other thing you talked about, we talk about in the podcast a lot, customer lifetime value, which is huge when you consider we, we've, you know, I've interviewed over a hundred people. There's people that talk about their first client and how that person still comes to them, you know, five, 10 years later, how much that person has given them thousands of dollars just themselves, not to mention all the referrals and, and all that stuff too. So those are some big things that people, especially people that are new to business are overlooking those factors when you're considering getting new clients in the door and then looking at the entire process from a holistic point of view of how does it look for them? And a lot of people, and I can, I can say that I don't do this either. And maybe you can say the same. It's like, we don't often take a step back and look at it from our client's point of view after we're so dialed in because we know all the processes, but take a step back or actually go through the process again and say, look at these hiccups or what can we improve on now? Or what's changed in technology that'll allow us to make this even better. So there's so many things to look at and you can always find yourself going down rabbit holes with that stuff. 100%. But I mean, that's how you learn. And, and again, I'm going to go back to like, 
because I know that there's a lot of people here who are just, they're starting their business. They've got like a, a one woman show or a one man show. Um, not being afraid to ask, like, what could I have done better? You know, so many people are like afraid to ask that, but I would so rather like in your business, in my business and me working in, you know, getting one client, my first client, my, my first 10, my first 20, I would so rather have them feel so safe to come to me and be like, Hey, um, you know, my spray tan, it, it got all blotchy or it was super orange. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, let me make that right for you. Yeah. Like, I am so grateful that you told me, come back in and I'm going to make that right. And they're going to remember that. They will never forget that. And that will be a lifetime, you know, client for you. And then same with lashes, right? So setting up the relationship with people so that you're like, you know, I want you to know that I'm here to serve you in the best way possible. But the mm -hmm. only way I can do that is if you're so honest with me. So like, if you're not happy for any reason, you let me know and we're going to figure it out together. Like this right. is you and me figuring out our relationship. We're going to work together and we're going to get you exactly what you need. If I can do it, if I can't do it, I'm going to tell you as well. Right? right. Like in the lash world, there's girls that'll come in and they want some crazy lashes or they want things that we can't deliver. And then you're honest. You're like, listen, this is why like your, your safety, the safety of your lashes, your lash health is really important. So I can't deliver that. But what I can do is this, and then they get to decide. And then you're not afraid to let those clients go, right? So any industry, right? And same with you, you're going to have people that come in and they have demands that you need, but maybe it's just out of, out of what you know will work for them or right. what you know is the best. And then you love yeah. them and leave them and go find other people that do need your service and find value. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think that the transparency thing is huge, right? It's one of those things you have to be transparent up front. I think a lot of people that are starting out are nervous to let people know they are. Transparency, again, it's like, you know, they're worried about it. But if you open up with, hey, you know, we're relatively new to this, so on and so forth. I want to make sure I'm good at this. So any feedback you can provide, I'd love it, good or bad. I want to hear it. Um, and just that open relationship, that transparency is huge, like you said. And yeah, tanning world, people see it all the time. People come in with peeling skin or they want to be super dark, right? And you are the professional. You can say, no, nope, not going to do that, right? Just like a dentist or a doctor would tell us the same thing if we were asking for something that was out of this world, you know? So people people need to consider that as well. Yeah. And like not being afraid. Like, I love how you said too, like when you're starting out, like not being afraid to just be really, you know, don't, for me, like I, I really tell my students, like, don't, don't, don't share information that's going to allow people to use that against you because it shows weakness. And so sometimes there's things that are going to go wrong and it's not necessarily your fault. Yeah. So you need to be able to hold your ground and you will say, hey, listen, like there's, there's factors here that are at play that are not on me. So sometimes you give away too much, but on the other hand, um, if you are just getting started, what they care about is that you're going to make it right. I, I remember in the very beginning, like my very first, like paying client, I should have been paying her. Like she paid <laughs> me and by the end of the service, I was like, oh my God. Like she just gave me money. Like I, I should have paid her for like the trauma I just put her through. Right. Like, I think I, I think she was laying in my little room that I had set up. She was there for five and a half hours. And I wow. think she walked away with like four little eyelashes on her eye. Like my kid was crying the whole time. I was like stressed out. And I was like, and then it's funny because that client, she ended up bringing in over the next year, 15 other clients to me. Wow. And I have like, I like, Lord knows it took me at least three months to like get my acting gear to like get it good, but I just kept making it right with her. And then, um, about a year later I called her and I was like, you know what? Like, I am so grateful for you. I can't believe you stuck with me. And I made sure that I took care of her. Right. Yeah, so sure. I knew that she was taking care of me with referrals and with all that. And also that she had stuck with me in the beginning. And the thing is, she didn't know either. Like she didn't know how it was supposed to be. So we kind of grew together. But I, I, after about a year, I was like, hey, I'm going to hook you up with some really good deals because you and I both learned together on this. So yeah. I, I think it's just it's like what you said, you just you're transparent and you're real and you're honest. And then um, also taking that dollar sign off people's head. It's like, mm -hmm. hey, it's not just about especially in the beginning. It's not just about like how much money am I going to make from this? It's like, how can I actually serve this person with the capabilities that I have? And then how can I get better every single time? Yeah. I love that. We, we had an event recently uh, or recently as we're recording this in September, um, Kelly Callahan had a slay the spray event and I met a lot of people. Uh, I was able to speak there. I'm fortunate enough to speak there. And I met a lot of people I've been working with for like four or five years online. Right. And you, I've told my wife this, cause she was there with me. I was like, it, you, it kind of brings you back down or like you realize that all these people who are emailing or signing up and paying you every month, like for us, it's like, you see that human aspect and like you actually see them and it changes completely. You're like, Oh wow. These people actually rely on what we're doing to grow these businesses 
it's just, you know, something you kind of lose being on everything so digital nowadays. So that's important. Like you said, it's not a dollar sign. It's how can I help these people? How can I serve my audience or my clients? Um, so that's totally. an important. And, you know, I think I speak on this a lot too, and I have a different opinion than a lot of people in the industry um, when it comes to clients and boundaries and mm -hmm. how we serve them, because, um, you know, in all of beauty industries, like tanning, lashing, there's all these groups and everybody is kind of in there. And you always see these people coming in and they're posting these screenshots about clients canceling last minute. And like, do I charge them? Or, you know, do I have a service fee for like them no showing? And I a hundred percent believe in having boundaries and having cancellation or no show fees. Like, don't get me wrong. Absolutely. But behind every person, there is a real story. Mm -hmm. So I've learned to really approach each one of them with compassion there's people that are going to cancel and no show and they're going to waste your time and you could have filled that with somebody else um, and they're not going to respect you. Those are not clients that you want anyway. So you charge that cancellation fee and you love them and leave them and, and, and just invite them to go find somebody else who can service them better. But then there's people who genuinely had something come up, you know, but you yeah. know, those people are like, like, like genuinely their kid was sick or genuinely like whatever it was. And you know that they're going to talk to their friends about your service. You know that they're going to be a good person. So those are the people where instead of like posting and being like, well, I should have made a hundred bucks this hour. I should have done this. You're like, Hey, listen, I know that I'm out this hundred bucks, but let's talk about the lifetime value of this person to me. And let's talk about also me showing up in such a human and like kind hearted way to just see if I can offer a bit of compassion to this person. And I guarantee you like, there's going to be times where it bites you in the butt, but like for the most part, I would say like eight out of 10 times, it pays you back in so many different ways. And it's so beautiful. So I love that you're talking about that because we do, we forget sometimes. Right. And, mm -hmm. and also it's not just like being behind the screen, but it's also like you're in the hustle. You're trying to pay your bills. You're stressed out about money, especially when you're starting up. Um, so you're, you're, you're just, you're counting on that. And that I, I totally recognize that. I remember that, but I, I really truly believe that like a heart led business um, it's, it's one of the most lucrative ways to, to grow a business and to grow revenue is just by, by leading with your heart first and then learning to discern who you apply that to. And who yeah. You give that to. yeah. So yeah, having, having that compassion and just treating people like people, right. <laughs> Respect. Totally. And, yeah. And, and how many, how many times have I thought about like, Oh, I canceled my dentist appointment. That was the next day. Cause I completely forgot. I booked it six months ago. Like everybody does it. Right. So you have to put yourself in their shoes for a minute as yeah. well. But see, like, if you're like the guy who's just like forgetting all the time, I'm like, hey, I still love you, but I'm still charging you. <laughs> that's fair. Like, you can do that. You can. That's what I think yeah. that like we we get afraid, right? But like, if people know, so if you're like, if if your dentist or like, I mean, different example, because like, sure. I mean, let's just say your dentist was like starting out and struggling and growing right. their practice. Say your dentist was like, hey man, you did this like the last three times and like, you're awesome, but I got bills to pay. And like, like, this is the third time you've done this. Like, I want to, I want you to come back in, but I got to charge you. That transparency is also going to make you see that that dentist isn't just pulling money from you for canceling yeah. or for no showing. And then it's also going to hold you accountable for your behavior. Right. So mm -hmm. same with, with the, this industry, um, you don't have to get mad at your clients. Like I see people getting mad at their clients. I'm yeah. like, don't get mad at your clients. You, <laughs> and if they are the clients that you're getting mad at because they're being like that, it's because you didn't have the boundary to hold it. Mm -hmm. So reflect on that. Or it's because they're, you know, taking advantage of you, which again, those are the people that you let go of. Yeah. We just, we don't have to get mad. And then when you hold those boundaries, I it's so cool to see because people who show up late start showing up on time. Mm -hmm. um, people who tried that move, like if your dentist came to you and said that and charged you, or maybe he didn't charge you, but said next time I'm going to have to, right? Yeah. You're going to be like, hey, that's in my mind now, but you explain why, right? Like I could have filled that time with something else because people don't always see it that way. Um, and I think yeah. that that's like a huge thing that, that also is being missed. And I, it, it breaks my heart to see like the angry posts that are in the group and people bashing clients or people posting like these, or, or also having like relationship breakdowns with, with clients or potential clients because of things like this. And it just doesn't, it doesn't have to happen. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like, yeah, my dentist could charge me. I'd be okay. Cause that would be awesome. <laughs> I deserve this. Yeah, I, I deserve do. this. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's, let's take back, you mentioned it. Let's take back four years. I guess you were uh, in your basement doing lash appointments, your first one. Um, 
first off, this is a question I like I asked on the podcast anyway, but I'd love to know how you got your first paying client, the one you referred to, the four, five and a half hour appointment first. And secondly, I would like to know more about that journey. Like what got you into that in the first place? Yeah. Um, so I actually, I started Lashes 10 years ago. Okay. And um, I was working commercial. I have a business degree. So I finished university. I, I went to business school because I thought like, I always knew that I wanted to make money and I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I thought like, well, business people seem to make money. And I went to business school and truthfully, I did not, um, I didn't learn really any like tangible skills there. Um, and not I can attest to that. I did yeah. the same. <laughs> yeah. um, I really, I just not a lot. I, I took an international business relations course and I did learn a couple things just about how to, how to um, approach different cultures when you're doing business negotiation. And that's the one big thing I took away. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, I, I finished university and I was so excited. I'm like, this is like, this is it. I'm, I'm like, life's going to start, you know, you're always waiting for like the next step. And I'm like, okay. And I started applying for jobs and um, there was a recession. Couldn't, couldn't get any jobs. Finally landed a job. Um, I was getting paid $44,000 a year, which like where I live wasn't enough to even pay rent. Mm -hmm. um, so I was bartending in the evenings and then I was selling coffee makers at a, a department store on the weekends. <laughs> and um, I was miserable. I was so miserable. I was the worst employee. I was late every day. I was like sick all the time. I was just so miserable. And I ended up um, getting the best surprise of my life. And my son, I found out my son was on his way. Mm. And that was also just, uh, it was it was just, it all kind of happened at once. And I'm like, this is not the life that I was supposed to be living. So flash forward, my son's born and I went back to work right away because we didn't have any money. Mm -hmm. And I was working uh, downtown, um, dropping him off super early in the morning. I think I had to drop him off at around 6.15 or 6.30. So I'm hauling this little baby out of bed. He's not even awake. And I'm dropping him, dropping him off before he's even awake. Like he's, it, it's like, it's like, and he's going to, to this, you know, cheap daycare and um, there's so many kids and it just, it wasn't good, but it was all I could afford. And his dad was working overseas. So he wasn't around. And then I would race home after work and pick him up. And I had about 45 minutes with him until he had to go to bed because I get home around just before six, we'd have dinner and then it's little, and he was up so early in the morning. So, you know, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. And, and we we're just broke all the time. So Anyway, I um, got my lashes done. I saved up, like, I don't even, I think I put on my credit card, but I got my lashes done one day. And this girl, uh, the girl who was doing my lashes came to my house and I think she charged me like $80 and it took her like an hour, um, which both are wrong, by the way, the pricing and the time that it took, it should be <laughs> more time and whatever. But I asked her about her margins and she's like, oh yeah, it cost me about $3 to do a set of lashes. And I was like, holy moly, that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So I asked her what she had done. She had taken a course. So I took a course, um, did not learn what I needed to learn, but I decided to just move forward, which hence my very first client who had the traumatic, <laughs> traumatic uh, moments with me. Um, and it was my stepsister. So that's how I just, once I finished my course, I messaged everybody I knew, and this is good verbiage for anybody getting started. Um, you can't just go and put a post on Instagram and expect people to come. We need to realize that this is a face-to-face -face relationship business, especially if you're starting a small business or a home business. We don't have a storefront where people are going to walk by. So when you're just starting out, pick up your phone. And I want you to think of 20 people in your life, 20, and it, it's hard. So get, get a pen and a paper first before your phone. And I want you to write down 20 people who don't necessarily need your service. So these people either could need your service or maybe already use your service or, or get it somewhere else. They could also be people that you've done a favor for in the past um, that maybe would be willing to help you out, or they could be people that um, you wanna do a favor for, okay? So write out those 20 people and don't overthink it because I know that a lot of people are like, well, if I'm tanning, this person doesn't get a spray tan. They don't even care about themselves. Right. That's okay because they might know somebody who wants one, right? right? 
And then what you're going to do is you're going to get those 20 people in your door. So you're like, hey, I just finished this course. I just got my certification. Super scared, super excited. I really need someone to practice on that I know is going to be honest with me. And it's going to trust me. Can I book you in for an appointment on Tuesday and give them a time, right? And if that time doesn't work, give them another one. Tuesday at 10 o'clock a.m. It would mean so much to me if you just let me try this out. Like, honestly, you'd be doing me the biggest favor in the world. And then depending on your industry, you can decide, do you want to charge them just product cost? Um, for me, I shouldn't have charged that first appointment. <laughs> and um, so, so depending on where you're at, if this isn't a work for free, this is a building your business. This is a taking photos for your Instagram. This is building your portfolio. You never work for free, but sometimes your compensation doesn't always come from money, right? It might be coming from building your practice, asking for testimonials, getting those photos that you need to put on Instagram, those types of things. So you get those 20 people in your door. If the person doesn't want whatever it is that you're offering, ask them if they have a friend who might want, you know, a free, a free balayage, a free spray tan, a free set of nails, whatever it is. And just be like, certainly you must know somebody who maybe doesn't have the money or who already gets their nails done, but's looking for somebody closer, whatever it is. And just don't, don't leave it like leave it open-ended. Right. So it's like, well, you must know somebody do what about that friend that, you know, or, you know, whoever it is, but don't just say, okay, well, no worries. Send me a referral. If you have one. Instead, you ask and you wait. And this part, it's hard. Like, I, I get it. This is hard. But I promise you, these 20 people will absolutely change your business. And I never marketed my business. Um, back in 10 years ago, like Instagram wasn't really a thing. Yeah. Um, we didn't have like nice phones. We didn't have that. I never marketed my business. But I will tell you, I was booked solid for the uh, three months in. Wow. And it all came from the referrals of three of those people. Three of my top 20. Wow, and some amazing. of those 20 didn't come back and like, I don't blame them. Um, but, mm -hmm. but those, that whole business, you know, and that fed my family that fed me, that allowed me to leave my office job. Like those people, I, like I have tears thinking about it today and I, you better believe, like I go back and I thank them all the time because they're the people that changed my life. Mm -hmm. And it was just because I asked like that little favor, you know, and at the time it was a big favor because if you've ever had lashes done by a rookie, it's <laughs> favor <laughs> like there was eyes glued shut there was like situations that that are not good but but that's my advice to anybody getting started is like don't worry about having like the best Instagram don't worry about making sure that like your pictures are perfect because like you'll never start so so reach down and dive deep into those make those really tough phone calls and those tough text messages and and like as women it's hard to ask for help but ask because yeah. you will do it for someone else too and if you don't have anybody who you feel like you've ever done like, you know, anything for like a nice little favor, start doing those favors now because you're going to have to ask down the road too, because there's always going to be times where you're going to have to circle back and build your business. So think about it. And if you're, if you are, and you can't come up with those people, make it your goal for the next two weeks, every single day to find three nice things to do for someone. And it's not big things. It's like a reach out, like, Hey, like with no, no underlying motivation other than to say, you know, I was just thinking about you. How's your day? Or I was driving by your house and I'm going to drop off a coffee, you know, and yeah. like, just be that better person. And then your business is just, it's going to come back in some way or another. Right. Yeah. That's a tangent on, yeah. on starting and building. No, I love that. I, I mean, I could tell you got emotional. So it's obviously real for you. I think anybody that's, you know, come from a struggle or place of challenge, which most people have gone through something in their life. Uh, you took that and turned that into something amazing, uh, you know, through a lot of hard work and determination and all that. But ultimately, you know, you can always take yourself back to that point where you were just starting out or just, you know, needed to put food on the table. It kind of humbles you and reminds you, you know, where you, you know, where you came from, so to speak. So that's amazing. Uh, so for you doing that and being able to start your business and grow that solely off referrals, that led you to to the, did that lead you directly to the training that you offer now? Or did you eventually say, people were asking like, Hey, how do you do this? How do you do that? And you were kind of like, Oh, maybe I should put together some training to help these people out. Yeah. I, you know, I, I was doing lashes and I was booked and I was happy. And then you reach your cap. Like when you're exchanging mm -hmm. your time for money, there's only so many clients in a day you can take. Yeah. And, um, I ended up um, I didn't know that this is why I started my business, but when I started to earn more money, um, 
everything that I, and I started to meet my basic needs. So like the bills were paid at the end of the month and um, I got my son out of daycare and I got a nanny at home. And like, the, I was Amazing. like, oh my gosh. And then I realized like, I needed to, um, you, I, I needed to leave my relationship. So you don't always know why you're starting or why you're hustling or why your heart is saying like, you got to work like hell, like your life depends on this right now, but then you figure it out or like life throws you a curveball. So you're always doing something and like that, that gnawing feeling it's there for a reason. Cause you're either working towards something or you're preparing for impact, or there's a need that you have so deep inside of you that you're not even willing to face yet. Mm. So I ended up leaving my relationship and, um, uh, starting out completely from scratch on my own, but I had the money to do it. And I had the money to have a nanny at home and, um, then I got to a point where I was doing 10 hour days cause I had too many clients. And then I'm like, what the heck? Like this whole point was to actually like see my kid more. Um, the other thing about it is I had continued during that journey, um, to invest so much time and resources in learning all the things that I didn't learn in my training that I took that was, that was honestly horrific. Right. So I, I was like trying to figure out every day, like, how do I get better? I was calling um, chemists and I was figuring out what is it about these ingredients that makes my product work when things wouldn't work. I would, I would, I'm sure it was annoying, but I would, I would call this chemist and be like, the chemist had like, had nothing to do with lashes. It was just someone I knew from, from school. But I was like, Hey, tell me about these ingredients. And I started to realize how much science actually goes into um, my industry. And then this applies industry wide to people who have formulated incredible products and people who are providing great services, understanding the science, understanding why things work, why your clients are having issues and not just doing the do. And I think the beauty industry in particular, um, I think we're underestimating the brains that are behind the beauty um, with all of us and how much um, understanding and, and knowledge goes into like mastering your technique. People who are charging, you know, five to seven times more than the average person in their industry and still filling their calendars. Those are the people that took the time to dive in, to invest in education, to invest in, you know, ingredients and knowledge and theory and all that. So as I was doing that, I realized how much the industry was lacking. Mm -hmm. So I started to write my own training manual and um, then just started taking one student at a time, two students at a time. And then I was able to make more money in each hour by leveraging my time, by having, you know, a couple students versus just working with one client. Mm -hmm. And I started to see the potential there. So I taught for a couple of years by myself and then started Fix Beauty four years ago. And that's kind of when it exploded. So mm -hmm. we, um, I wrote, I'm proud of this actually, I wrote a hundred page um, eyelash extension manual. I think it's like the only, like, I don't know why I have it here, but I have it here. It's like, <laughs> It's like, it's like oh, wow. the, everything the industry was missing. I was like, let me put this in a book and like, let yeah. me geek out on this. So I did that, started Fix and then yeah, the rest was history. That's like, amazing. Kind of, it just took off. Yeah. Amazing. And how many students have you guys trained through Fix so far? 40,000. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. It's bizarre. It, yeah, <laughs> it's so that, weird to think about. Touch that many people's lives. Yeah. In some way some way shape or form so for you guys who's your ideal client is it somebody that is completely new to beauty or in the beauty industry or both you know we get people from all over I think mm -hmm. what's so cool about eyelash extensions for me was that I had no background in the beauty industry I actually had no interest in going into it I thought yeah. that people in the beauty industry weren't smart enough to <laughs> get a real job so they came into the beauty industry and I was really wrong um, but so a lot of people come into our industry with no background, no experience whatsoever, but they know that they want like flexibility. They want, um, to earn more money. They don't want to work for a boss. They want to be home with their kids, um, that kind of thing. And then there's other people who already have their current beauty business, but they want to be able to add more services to, instead of, you know, always be looking for more clients, they're able to offer more services to their clients and then keep the ones that they have. So it's a little bit of both. Um, sure. And then ultimately, it's just a lot of people who are looking for just that that freedom that comes with entrepreneurship, right? Yeah, exactly. And and uh, as we talked a little bit before recording, you know, spray tan industry is great, but a lot of people do multiple. They do teeth whitening, maybe lashes, or you know, other services, other esthetician services. So it's a great overlap for people that haven't considered it um, or are looking for another revenue stream, like you said. It could be completely different. Like you said, the margins seem to be pretty good based on what uh, the, the, your first lash girl told you there. Uh, so you guys have the training, you have products as well. 
Yeah, yeah, we have a product line that we've developed. And again, it's, it's the result of me really, really diving in and geeking out on a lot of the stuff. So I'm, I'm really proud of our product line. Um, and then we offer we offer lash training, so classic hybrid volume, um, lash lift, and then a few other courses. And then the biggest thing too is we do a lot of business training. Um, that's, that's, you can't tell, that's like one of the things that I'm passionate about. So we do a lot of that as well. And I think that that's why we've seen the growth in our students. Um, I'm proud of our success rate too. We've seen, I mean, the amount of the amount of women that are coming out of our program, and um, we keep in touch with so many of them. Um, but that are earning six figures within their first year, year and a half. It's it's really really cool. Yeah, that's amazing yeah. to have that impact. And I think focusing on the business thing. You know, one thing when I started the our podcast, at least was I was looking at the industry. Uh, for me, when I was working for my friend at the the solution company, we had so many people that would start up, you know, they buy their startup packages and their equipment and they get going, but then they didn't know how to run a business. So when I left the, the company, I said, I want to give back to these people. One, we'll help with websites. Just that was kind of an immediate thing I knew I could fulfill. And I said, I was listening to podcasts at the time. So someone started a podcast. Um, so we did that because I wanted to focus on the business side. So, you know, over a hundred episodes, all of them touch on what the people did to grow their business, you know, and a lot of it is repeated, but that's intentional because I want people to hear that and say, this stuff is what actually works. It's not getting a new product What products are great, but they only go so far. It's not, you know, just doing one thing. It's all these other things combined. So the business side is it's super important. And you probably see this as well. There's probably some amazing artists, whether it's Lasher or spray tan that are never found because they don't know how to run a business. And then there's some mediocre ones. And I don't mean that mean, but some that aren't the best. And they're the people that are doing amazing because they're good at business, right? And that can probably be said for any industry, to be to be honest. Um, probably the best chefs are never discovered because they don't know how to run a restaurant, whatever you want to say. So but for you, you know, going through it yourself and now looking at, you know, 40,000 plus students, that's amazing, by the way. Congrats on that. Um, I'm excited to see how many more people you guys can impact. But what would you say if there's a couple things that you notice people do that the ones that really excel in their business, what would you say those things are? You know, the things that make people successful are usually the things that most people don't want to do, right? Mm. You hear about like the top 2% and you hear about all that. And um, in, in, in not just like with our students, but in, in any, any aspect, right? Like athletes, like any industry, whatever it is, it's all those things that, well, other people are complaining or they're hitting roadblocks and then they're, they're saying, well, this happened. So I've got to stop. It's like, these other people are just relentless in their pursuit of whatever it is that they need to do. And there's nothing that's going to throw them off. So like, for, you know, they're going to have a service that goes completely haywire. They're going to have something that goes wrong. They're going to have clients that cancel. And instead there's no victim minds. Like there's no, there's no, oh my God, this happened. And like, now it's this person's fault. It's this, it's like, okay, this happened. What am I going to do? You know, I've got half an hour to get someone in my chair. How am I going to make it happen? Or I really botched this service. What do I need to learn? Yeah. You know, how do I need to get better? So these people are constantly looking at things that are going wrong and like these curveballs that are happening. And then they're figuring out what to do. Um, and how to pivot. And then the second thing is that I, I, I want to go back to, I, I, I understand, I remember like bootstrapping my business. I remember like feeling, you know, you're, you're, you're like 20 bucks away from like bouncing your debit card at the grocery yeah. store. You are bouncing yeah. it. Like I remember that, but investing in resources that you need to support you and really understanding that you're not spending money when you're paying and delegating out tasks that, people can do faster and better than you so that you can spend time earning um, earning money in your zone of genius. So, right, we talked about this a little bit in the beginning, but this is, it's important. Like in the beginning, you're like, oh, I can't afford to, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I can't work this, this, this day. I can't take clients because I'm so far behind on my housework. Okay, well, let's talk about this. How much is your dollar per hour right now if you were to take four clients? Mm -hmm. How much are you going to make? Let's, and then, okay, you add that up and you're like, okay, I'm going to make you know, spray tanning, and you're going to make what, 55 to $75 an hour, right? Lashes, same thing. So you add that up and you're like, okay, that's how much money I'm going to make if I fill this afternoon with this. Why the hell am I cleaning or doing laundry when I can pay someone $25 an hour? Mm -hmm. So when you switch your mindset right away to you're not spending money, but you're investing in yourself and in your business. And then the, the follow-up that a lot of people miss is when you do things like that and you invest in delegating. So you invest in somebody to build your website, 
you're working in that time. So you're not just sitting there and and not bringing clients. So it's like, okay. And that's how I've always kind of done it. I'm like, okay, I really, I don't want to clean my house ever again for my entire life. So I'm never going to, but what do I need to do to make sure that doesn't happen? So like, I'm not sitting here watching, like eating bonbons while my housekeeper is here. I'm like, I'm working. Right. Right. or I'm exercising, or I'm doing something that's sure. helping, right? And then same with the website. You invest in your website, you're investing, and it's not an expense, but then what are you going to do to make that money and then to make more money than that yeah. right now in this day? And then you right. put it back to that. So yeah. those are the, the two things I would say. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I still struggle with that, but the you know the investment, uh, not investment, but the time thing, right? It's like, if it's going to take me X amount of time, how much could I outsource that for? And it's funny, if you look at, Probably just thinking about how I grew up and looking at people, you're like, oh, these people have somebody like mowing their yard and stuff. Now it makes sense. Like it doesn't, the guy makes, you know, $400 an hour. Why is he going to mow his lawn? It takes four hours to do it. Doesn't, he can work. Uh, you know, that's one thing. And like you said, with the websites, we always try to refer to it as not a cost, but an investment because you should get an ROI. It should be working for you. It works 24, 7, 365 days. And it doesn't complain, doesn't call in sick. Right. And, you know, if it's done right, it should be bringing new clients in the door and, the way that we set it up, at least for the cost, you know, one client pays it off for month plus. So one new client. So you have to think about that, but I love what you said about the relentless part. And I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, um, not giving up and, and I kind of got chills when you're talking about that. Cause I remember first this, you know, your story and then thinking about uh, Usain Bolt, the famous sprinter from the Olympics, they were kind of interviewing him and he was like, the competition isn't the hard work. This is the hard work. Cause they were with him while he was training all those days leading up to his, you know, four years of training to have that world record. And everybody sees that 10 second sprint that he has, but he's like that the competition isn't the challenge. This is the challenge every single day showing up, putting in the work that people won't do. Um, you know, I, and I, I go towards the sports side because I follow a lot of sports, but, you know, Jerry Rice said, you know, kind of work today, work hard today. So you can live tomorrow. Like nobody else can, you know, those kind of things, but being relentless, looking at things as, as, you know, road bumps and not, not necessarily like dead ends, right. They have to be obstacles you have to overcome. Um, but it's important to be able to roll with that again, pivoting, right. Being able to roll with that stuff and take the next step forward. There's always going to be stuff that happens. You, you won't be able to prevent that, but being able to overcome that and being headstrong and understanding that that's part of the process. And that's why, you know, owning a business isn't for everyone because it's, it's a lot of hard work. Yeah. totally. And it's a lot of stuff. It, it's exactly, it's the stuff that goes on behind closed doors when, when you're showing up and no one's watching, like yeah. no one gets to see, it's like the, the swan analogy, right. Where the swan looks graceful on the surface, but underneath it's just like yeah. paddling like crazy. And like, you know, like the people that I know who are the most successful, they're up at 5.00 AM, mm. you know, workouts done by six. The day has started and, and there's no, there's no like negotiation about like what's going to happen. It's like, these are my priorities. This is what I'm going to do. But a lot of people, you know, they think that it comes like, well, she did this because she's better. I don't have the talent. Like I'll be the first to say I was probably the worst lash artist that ever existed in the world. And I still, (laughs) to this day, I had, I know I had to work harder to even Mm -hmm. be above average. Like I had to, it was like, I would, I would be practicing and like, I mean, I, I stopped when I was building my business, I stopped drinking alcohol. I stopped doing all those things and I would stay up till late at night, you know, just practicing and same with sports. I remember like, you know, I wasn't the greatest athlete, but I would be the one earliest to practice because I knew I needed it. Right. <laughs> so I, I, I want, I, you know, for anybody listening, who's building their business, it's not, it's nobody's better than you. Nobody has what you don't have. They're just willing to do things that you are maybe not willing to do. And that's like a pretty big gut check. So if we're sitting here and we're like, well, I'm about to give up on my business or you're watching someone else and you're comparing, check your gut and be like, am I actually showing up as hard as I can? Or do I need to be getting up early? You know, and also people are like, oh, I don't have enough time. Um, I know that there's people that were busier than me, but I can tell you like when I was working full-time and building my lash business and single parenting, um, it, it was okay how early do I need to wake up to make sure that I do this or how late do I stay up? Right. We're all busy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I I didn't have kids when I started, but I was working two other jobs and I would get up at 4 a.m. and go to sleep at 9 30 or 10 every night, just because I knew that I needed that time in the morning. And it was a routine, you know, I did a miracle morning routine, which changed my life. It was great, but I agree with that. I mean, everybody has the same 24 hours. We've all heard that, you know, uh, if you've ever heard Arnold Schwarzenegger's story, it's pretty, it's pretty inspiring that he was 
working construction and going to acting classes until midnight and then waking up at 4 a.m. and going and training in the gym so you could be Mr. Olympia. It's, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, like you said, people don't see what happens behind the scenes. Um, and again, to, to athletics, you don't see all the training they do. That's why they're the best in the world. They don't, it's not that easy for them, but they make it look easy. So, and the same goes to people that are great at running businesses and things like that. So, uh, well, Jesse, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time. This has been a wonderful uh, interview, and I think everybody can take a lot away from this. If people want to learn more about what you guys have to offer, we'll link this below, fixbeauty, F-I-X-E, beauty.com. Anywhere else to find you is at the best place? Yeah, go check us out there. We're on Instagram as well, but yeah. Awesome. And what is, what, I'm curious, what is the, um, what does the future hold for, for you guys? Do you guys have any immediate plans? I, you know, we're kind of all over the map, but we're, we're just in the middle of launching. Um, we launched our app. Our app was the number one downloaded app when we launched a couple of months ago in the beauty industry. And we're getting ready to take that global. I, I dream of a world where all of the, like all of the different tech uh, trades and everything in the beauty industry can connect. So kind of where we're going. I just, I want more money put in the hands of women and hardworking men too, who are coming into this industry, because I, I really think that the world needs people to make good change and we need money in the hands of good people to do it. So that's, I think where we're going, but we'll see where the world takes us right now. It's yeah. And just, to, just touch on the app for a minute. What does the app do currently? I guess? Um, so the app is, it's called the beauty boss app. Mm -hmm. And um, we're ultimately leading it to be the world's first pink collar university. So I want to have a place where people are really proud of what they're learning and they're really proud of going into this trade um, like I wasn't. I had judgment on the beauty industry and I was I was kind of foo-fooing it. And I, I want to have this like where you you are smart and you're brilliant because you're going here. And I want to have a place where, like you said, people finish their trade, but then they have the support that they need to build a you know, six to seven figure business. Um, I want to see more money in this industry. There's no reason in this industry that we should have any broke beauty professionals. There's right. it's it's booming. It's crazy. There's so much money to be made and there's too many people struggling right now. So that's, that's the vision is that there's going to be a place where everybody can come and connect and, and grow as entrepreneurs and business owners, not just beauty professionals. Yeah. That's amazing. That sounds great. We'll definitely have to check that out. Uh, uh, Jesse, I uh, personally, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I like to end up on uh, the, the uh, podcast always with a question. This is always something people have to think about. But the question is, if you had to write a letter to yourself when you were just starting out, what would you say? Oh, wow. <laughs> I would probably tell myself that I was going to be okay. Mm. You know, you're going to yeah. be okay. And like, you're, what you're doing is going to be worth it. And it's going to yeah. be so much bigger than what you think. Yeah. So just keep going. You know? Yeah. That's amazing. I've, yeah, that's, that's great. I think anybody could tell that to themselves when they're starting out and it would be a lot because, you know, we, we mentioned this analogy on the podcast before, but the next stair doesn't show up until you take that step, right? You just don't see it. The dots don't, you know, Steve Jobs famously said the dots don't connect until you look back. So all those things to consider. Uh, this interview has been great, Jesse. I truly appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us. We'll be excited for, um, to, to follow you all and see how Fixed Beauty continues to grow, 40,000 students and counting. Hopefully we add some more to that number for you to help impact more people's lives. Um, and thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. It was so inspiring. Thanks, Greg. You're welcome. Take care, Jesse. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Yeah, bye.